0: All right, in case you missed the announcement, happy to report if you go to our website, there's a couple things to do on our website at madcitysportszone.com. Number 1, you got to sign up for the simulator golf outing obviously that we're going to have March 27th. That's that's
1: coming up. That's next Saturday. Yeah, now with all the snow, that's no fun. That's no yeah, that's then no fun at it's all. It's still supposed to be rainy that week. Yep. So
0: what do you want to do? Get muddy, you know, ruin your beautiful golf clothes, your golf shoes and like get your get all the mud and dirt and grass and everything all up in your clubs? No! Who wants to do that? Go you know in the elements? No, 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 no. You got to come to the Madison Indoor Golf Center off Stoughton Road as we're doing from noon to 4, 4 hours of pure fun. Uh, at the golf simulator, you know we'll have March Madness on. We'll have the full bar rock and we'll have the uh, the full menu rock. And they got the best Bloody Mary around. We'll be at all the beautiful courses that we can fit in, in that four hour span. Yep, awesome. you don't have
1: to deal with the crappy weather. Nope. You don't have to deal with the mud. Nope. You don't have to deal with losing any balls when you're a little rusty, since you haven't swung clubs most likely in what nearly. And half if you a do year. lose
0: a ball in a simulator, you you it'll be impressive actually.
1: <laughs> and like you said, you have the the beer and food.
0: Yeah, you don't have to wait for the beer cart girl to be, like, like waiting 18 holes to even get to you.
1: Plus, we're also uh, going to have different gift cards from Madison area restaurants. I know that uh, Madison Indoor Golf also said that they were going to be putting up some gift cards. Hell yeah. And right now, I think we're also uh, thinking about giving everyone that signs up a, a poster that has a Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr. Vince Lombardi. It's an Lombardi. old black and white poster. Yes, yeah,
0: badass. Rowdy actually has one. It's pretty badass, dude. And all right, so there's that at madsidysportszone.com. Go sign up, grab some buddies. You know, space is is at a premium. It's limited just because we're you know obviously abiding by all the restrictions and guidelines that we're supposed to follow, and we we do that. So go sign up now, as we're over halfway full.
1: So. Yeah, we're we're about halfway full, and the biggest thing is we rented out the whole area, all of it. So the building will be ours for four hours. So there's not going to be people coming and going. It'll basically be. If you sign up in a group, Us. your group on a simulator together. Us, all right. And then
0: check this out. When you're there signing up for uh, the golf simulator, if you go to our website, madcitysportszone.com, and you know you'll, you'll see the front page. You'll see you know unfortunately Wisconsin men's hockey coming up short in the Big Ten tournament. That stinks. You'll see this is cool. The Wisconsin women's hockey headed back to the Frozen Four after uh, winning three nothing. You'll see Travis Shaw added to the 40-man roster. You'll see, and we'll talk about this coming up, Tremont Williams announcing his retirement. You know, the, the the Packers, great. If you just scroll down a little bit, just a flick of the little mouse roller, you'll see the Zone Bracket Challenge. Get your bracket filled out right now. You got bragging rights on the Zone, and check this out, a chance to win $1 million if you fill out the Immaculate Perfect bracket. If you get every pick right in your hand, one million dollars. Eat your heart out, Warren Buffett. Yeah, wasn't Warren Buffett giving away one billion? I think it was a billion for Warren. Uh, uh, Yeah, He's a little bit uh, richer than uh, all of us, our company, and uh,
1: everyone else. Just
0: a little bit. Warren Buffett's got a little bit more money than the rest of us. So $1 million if you fill out the perfect bracket, not to be confused with Warren Buffett, who actually, if I remember correctly, Rowdy, the Warren Buffett one was just a scam for, I think it was like a loan company to get all your information to send you stuff. I think it was a loan company, like a home mortgage company or something. So a $1 million up for grabs, you get the perfect bracket. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Warren Buffett. So there you go. Uh, six, seven, eight, three, two, one, Twitter zone, Madison. Um, and we can get, uh, my Twitter on at Ebo says Rowdy's a Rowdy underscore razor. Yeah,
1: no, he- I was just going to say, I mean, most of, probably all of us <laughs> listen, people listening and I stand up to Ebo. We are richer than Warren Buffett in one thing and that's time. Time remaining.
0: Yeah, it, well, uh, indefinitely. And moral values, Rowdy. It costs
1: a lot, especially when it's investing.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think Warren Buffett's ever been low on the chrome. So I think I think he might have some uh, added time. But yes, we are. We have a lot more time than Warren Buffett. Knock on wood. All right, we'll get our guy RJ in here
1: coming up here. We got a valuable in investing.
0: But we, but we Rowdy are low on the chrome. Uh, Warren Buffett is
1: not. actually at zero.
0: Yeah, we're at zero. Warren Buffett's probably
1: just raging with chrome.
0: All right, so. The Packers, free agency.
1: So go to madcitysportsone.com, yeah. <laughs> sign up for the bracket challenge and for Madison Ingle indoor golf tournament simulation. Yeah, we'll bring it up full circle there. Go to yeah. Mad, Just go to madcitysportsone.com,
0: and it's all right there for you. All right, so free agency you know, underway. And we were talking a little bit about the Packers and how they haven't really done anything. But you're like, oh, well, hang on, they signed Aaron Jones. Okay, yes, they signed Aaron Jones, and they've been restructuring some deals. So the the biggest it's the elephant in the room is Aaron Rodgers, right? Like that's the biggest thing. I have heard nothing, nothing, zip, not a zilch on Aaron Rodgers and a restructure with the Packers. I've heard them, you know, the Zadarius Smith deal is going to be out there. In order for the Aaron Jones deal to work, they have to restructure Zadarius. That's out there. Zadarius Smith has tweeted out, "I want to be a Packer for life." So I've seen that. You know what? I haven't seen Rowdy and you know Listen, they always keep everything close to the vest, but stuff leaks out. And I've heard a bunch of other things about deals potentially being done. Like I heard Devontae Adams is going to happen here in a couple days. I heard that, obviously, I just said, it. Zadarius Smith is going to happen here to make the Aaron Jones deal work. Um, we saw the Billy Turner. We saw the Preston Smith. We saw the Adrian Amos. We saw them not tender, obviously, Tim Boyle. One thing I haven't heard is anything about Aaron Rodgers. Have you heard anything about Aaron Rodgers?
1: Absolutely nothing about Aaron Rodgers. Like you just said, you we've went right down the list. Every single player that needed to be restructured, that needed to be potentially cut, that needed to have something worked out, has been talked about, has been done, or is in the works, except for Aaron Rodgers. Haven't heard anything on
0: A-Rodge. And listen, like I said, they keep a lot of things close to the vest. But my God, the amount of information that slips out somehow by agents or, you know, people in the know and then they go to go tell their person and you see like the Ian Rappaports, the Adam Schefters, you know, leaking it out too. You're like, okay, something's happening. But the biggest thing for the Packers, if they want to make some moves, all they have to do is restructure Aaron Rodgers. That would free up what fourteen to seventeen million dollars. You could have two free agents for that.
1: Yeah, that's probably two pretty decent free agents too. Especially yeah. because the market is so bad this year, with the shrinking of the salary cap, you see like the guys like the J.J. Watts, the Aaron Jones, some of those type uh, top price free agents signing mm-hmm. for what twelve million dollars for Aaron Jones. Uh, J.J. Watt was right in that same neighborhood. Yep. that's probably about as much as you're going to have to pay for top notch talent this year. So
0: Rogers, what's Rogers cap it again? It's thirty-seven point two million dollars, and comes with a fourteen point seven million base salary, along with six point eight million roster bonus. That's
1: well, I just... mean, once they once they uh, restructures the Darius Smith, and they have the ability to officially sign Aaron Jones and get all that uh, taken care of and under the cap. If you just redid Aaron Rodgers. You could, in theory, sign another J.J. Watt or Aaron Jones type talent to that money, and still have some left over. Yeah, like that's that's a lot of money, especially this year. So Rogers, um, and it's the one you're not touching. I know
0: it's insane. I, and, and hey, they could do it, but right now we've just we've heard crickets.
1: And free agency has started.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's in. It's we happening.
1: Just, we just did a Gone in 60 about oh, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Marvin Jones with the Jags. Jamal Williams with the Lions. Who would you have? I had Emmanuel Sanders with, with the, the Bills. Buffalo Bills.
0: I mean, there's all kinds of names out there happening. Rogers Caput 2021, $37 million. Comes with a 14.7 mil base salary, 6.8 mil roster bonus. Like an extension, those amounts can be converted to a signing bonus and prorated over the remaining years. The difference between the extension and a restructure is that new years aren't added on the deal. So any cap space that's saved in 2021 has to be recognized in 2022 and 2023, the final years of Rogers' deal. There, I don't for, And you said it too, Rowdy, we don't foresee them adding deals or years at the end of no, the deal. No, because then
1: you're just admitting that Jordan Love's probably not going to be there, and you really screwed the pooch on uh, last year's first-round pick. Yeah,
0: and to reiterate what we said earlier, couldn't you say the Packers are already saying that they did not screw up on Jordan Love by not tendering Tim Boyle and letting Love now be the legit number 2? Like, you are now, what'd you say, from the track suit to the... the
1: from the, tra- the track suit team? From the track suit to the practice squad? Yeah. So Jordan
0: Love is the number two now. I mean, Tim Boyle... Rogers, who actually likes Tim Boyle a lot, by the way. I mean, Rogers said that many times. Now Jordan Love's the backup. Well,
1: if, you kept, if you'd kept Boyle, you'd be hindering... Jordan loves progression and development because, again, he wouldn't be dressing again. And he's already hindered. Yeah, he wouldn't be getting as many reps as he normally would, especially if you carry just two quarterbacks.
0: He's already hindered, too, because of no no preseason last year. What do you think
1: about this? John messages in, if I were Rodgers, I would have told him I will not announce a restructure until you show me where the money is going to be spent.
0: And see, I don't mind that at all. Rodgers, who, I mean, you go back to last year in the draft. Rodgers on podcast leading up to the draft saying he wants skill players. He wants a wide receiver. He wants something. What do the Packers do? They freaking draft his replacement. So Rodgers
1: already been vocal about what he wanted, and the Packers do the exact it's, opposite. It's my money, and if I'm going to give you some of it, I want to have some input.
0: Yeah, so maybe that's Rodgers playing hardball. Like, hey, I'm not going to do anything until you show me what you're going to do.
1: If you listen real close.
0: All right, so there we go. All right. Here, here's If you listen real close, if you cup your, your hand to your ear. And you kinda just stick it and and point it south. Point you know, find south and then cup your hand to your ear in the faint distance. You can you can hear this. What what is that? That's laughing. You hear that? That's because the Chicago Bears signed Andy Dalton to a one-year, $10 million deal to be their quarterback for the quote-unquote Monsters of the Midway. Andy Dalton, Rowdy! We were making fun of it, laughing at it yesterday, how the Bears were getting desperate, and it is official.
1: Andy Dalton, quarterback for the Chicago Bears, baby. Better than Nick Foles, I'll say that. Hey, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, they upgraded at the quarterback position. That's all I'll say on that. (laughs) Andy, Andy Dalton. I mean, when you, were, when you were sniffing around Deshaun Watson and you were really getting in there on Russell Wilson and those were the two guys that you had in your crosshairs and you end up settling for Andy Dalton, it's just a little bit of a letdown.
0: All right, so yeah, to Rowdy's point, all right. Bears, and Bears fans out there listening, I would love for you to call in. At 608-321-1670. I would absolutely love to hear from you. It it could be like therapy today. I'll put aside my, you know, green and gold allegiances here. I'll put it aside and I'll just be impartial. I will be a therapist. I will talk you through it. Because Rowdy I mean, you hear the laughing. I mean the laughing actually is not all it's not that far south. The laughing is just actually all around us in Wisconsin. But if you do go outside again and, and you know point your ear south and, and cup your hand and, and listen really close. I mean if you can get the laughter out that's surrounding the state of Wisconsin. If you just cup your ear and listen real close to a little farther south in Chicago You hear that? You hear that ready? That's that's Bears fans everywhere. From Deshaun Watson to Carson Wentz. To Russell Wilson. (laughs) To then Andy Dalton.
1: You didn't even get Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even get Ryan Fitzpatrick. There it is. That's Wait, hang, hang on. That's the Chicago Bears fan base. We almost had Russell Wilson, and now we have Andy Dalton you hear that that's chicago right now that's bears nation 10 million dollars for one year it's funny i heard the news yesterday and i was i started laughing i was laughing hysterically i couldn't stop laughing The Chicago Bears are the greatest sitcom ever, and now they have a new cast member. The writers have brought him in. His name's Andy Dalton, and he's getting starring position here, a starring role in my favorite sitcom that airs usually on Sundays. It's called the Chicago Bears. I can't wait for the new season. It's going to be full of of hilarity. Rowdy, when you saw the news of Andy Dalton being signed by the Chicago Bears, from the highest of highs they had, from Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, to the lowest of lows, Andy Dalton, you said. I mean, you didn't even get Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Andy Dalton, the the, Red Rifle. I think the best part is, if you're Ryan Pace and you're Matt Nagy, you can still sell it as we upgraded at the position. Like they did get better, in my opinion, they still got better with Andy Dalton. From it's an upgrade from Mitch Trubisky, and it's an upgrade from. I will agree with that. Nick Foles. I will agree with you on that. It is indeed. But you got minorly like. You it's so small how much you got better. You went from like the twenty fifth best quarterback in Mitch Trubisky to like the twenty second. Like, it's so funny to me, dude. And how about this? And I think the bad thing for the the Bears is you look at the upcoming draft. You were eight and eight with Mitch Trubisky, a guy that you traded Sorry. up for, yeah. and you lost a lot of draft capital in the process. In, in years later, he didn't, he didn't become anything. You don't even pick up his fifth year option as a first round pick. Then you, it's the common knowledge that you had the likes of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes that you could have selected. And on top of it, you look at the upcoming draft. Cause you're like, Oh, the bears are probably once again, going to be in the market for drafting a quarterback. But you have a lot of mock drafts where Trevor Lawrence, you have Zach Wilson. You have uh Mac Jones. I'm trying Trey, to pick yeah, Justin Trey, Fields Trey and Trey Lance, all those top quarterbacks, they're all projected to be gone in like the top fifteen. <laughs> you pick at twenty because you made the playoffs and went eight and eight. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So okay. you're not even gonna have like the top five available quarterbacks most likely sitting there for you. And your big free agent signing was upgrading with Andy Dalton. All right, I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna try and do right here.
0: I'm going to try and get into the mind of a Bears fan. So let me just do some music accompaniment here. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Ryan Pace is hired as Bears because GM. Ryan Pace, what does he do? Well, he signs Mike I'm Glennon. And then in the draft, he passes on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and chooses Mitchell Trubisky. He then signs Nick Foles. And then to make up for their mistake, they don't. Exercise the fifth-year option on Mitchell Trubisky and hand the reins to Foles. Foles then stinks. Outtrots Mitchell Trubisky once again, who we thought would never be a starter. And then... They part ways from Trubisky and go from wanting to get Deshaun Watson, then Carson Wentz, and then Russell Wilson. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't even come to Soldier Field, and they settle on Andy
1: Dalton. Yeah, so if you literally peel back the layers of the onion on those quarterbacks, it's even a tougher scene because you have Mike Glennon, who was in Jacksonville last year, and he was benched in Jacksonville. Like, because that remember that started as Gardner Minshew yeah, yeah. and then you had, <laughs> then you had Glennon take over and then it was kind of uh, I believe Minshew kind of took it back, but they were kind of going back and forth if I remember correctly. They were, yeah. And then Jake Luton, the six round pick out of Oregon state, he was starting games at the end of the season because they had officially benched Glennon. <laughs> So that was the guy that you offered a ton of money for like you just said. Then you brought you traded or yeah, traded up, traded picks to get Mitchell Trubisky. That's horrible. That never worked out. You <laughs> That's did, horrible. You didn't even pick up his fifth year option. Then you talk about trading for Nick Foles who I've said this forever. Nick Foles has had two and a half good years of NFL football in him, And that one half year happened to be that super bowl run with the Eagles. He's got a nice, healthy contract that is nowhere near what he should be getting paid for, for his performance. That's a terrible. And now you sign on Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, the red rifle. And you were too good. The last this last year, so you're not going to be able to select a top five quarterback in this year's NFL oh. draft. Hey, folks, when we complain and bitch and moan about the Packers brass and their lack of whatever and doing this and that,
0: remember this. It could be worse. The grass isn't always
1: greener on the other side. Ah, it could be getting Andy Dalton, the red rifle. And you wonder why they're on, well... Actually, you don't even wonder why. Now you have to go straight to the top. You have to go to like <laughs> the owners and the organization of the Chicago Bears and wonder, after just reading that off, oh, just that's just a quarterback issue. That's it. That's for the quarterback issue. How are you still employing this guy? <laughs> and when you have your end-of-the-year press conference that they had a couple months ago now, how do you not know exactly the length of contract you want to give him? Oh my God, it's too good! Or dude. the type of money. Remember, they weren't disclosing any of it.
0: No, yeah, they wouldn't say. The like, reporters are like, well, how long is Ryan Pace and Ma- if you're bringing Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace back, then how long is it going to be for? And the well, br- the we're not like, exactly sure. Well, we're not we're not at liberty to say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, huh?
1: what? That, that'll get figured out. Yeah, we'll figure that out. You don't even know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> it all stems from the top. Hey, check this out. Here's one more stat here. As we were just laughing about the Bears, how about this? And Bears fans, please, I I will be your therapist today,
1: free of charge, 608
0: 321 Doesn't
1: that just, it's just so bad coming from help the, you. the owners of it's the terrible. organization not knowing exactly what direction they want to go in, and then you have the, the likes of Ryan Pace that we just talked about some of his moves at the quarterback <laughs> position, and obviously he hasn't been very good evaluating quarterbacks, but here's my thing, if you're somebody out there... <sighs> In all walks of life, you kind of have to have a plan if you're if you're atta- like going.
0: Belly laughs, Rowdy. My my
1: stomach hurts. My abs hurt. To be the best you can at work, you have to kind of have a plan of attack, right? Yeah. Like you got to know what you're doing.
0: At least it's like a map. Like plan out your route and know when to get off the exit
1: at times, right? Plan plan out your route. But you should definitely have a plan. Yeah. And whether your plan comes to fruition or it works out, if you have a plan, you're more likely to succeed. Yeah, but you have to at least have a plan. It might not work, and you can say, okay, it didn't work. Maybe we'll go back to the dry, drawing board or whatever. But you had a plan. It doesn't seem like the Bears organization has a no. plan to get better. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: Good thing I don't root for them. Again, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Oh, Okay, one last stat here with the signing of Andy Dalton. And Bears fans, please, I would, I would absolutely love to hear from you. I won't make fun of you. I'll, I'll be a, a shoulder for you to, if you want, cry on. I'll embrace you. I'll hug you. You know, Virtually, I'm, I'm fine of doing it in person too if you need a hug. like I'm a healthy individual. I, if you need a hug, I, I'm here for you. But Rowdy, with the signing, with the signing Hello, darkness, my old friend. of Andy Dalton, the Chicago Bears Super Bowl odds went from 40 to 1 to 50 to 1. See,
1: I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs>
0: they he went from 40 been to been 1, then they signed Andy Dalton and it dropped to 50 to 1. <laughs> I don't get it either, but it's funny, dude. That was planted in my brain, I feel for you, Bears fans. Still the sounds of silence, man. Within the sound mm. of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Rowdy, it's just incredible. Look at the quarterbacks in the NFC North now. You have Aaron Rodgers. MVP coming up, the MVP season, one of the greatest ever played the game. You have Aaron Rodgers, right? Here he is, sitting on top of the mountain. Then, God, I got to try and rank him here. Then, it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Then, Jared Goff. Then, (laughs) Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah. This is the NFC
0: North, folks. Aaron Rodgers, big drop off, Kirk Cousins, little drop off from that. Maybe not far. Jared Goff, and then another drop-off, the new Bears quarterback, Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah, I would have the same ranking, but obviously you have Aaron Rodgers way up there. He's coming off an MVP season. He's a three-time MVP. He's a Super Bowl champ. Big (laughs) drop-off. And then right next to each other is Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, and then a little drop-off to Andy Dalton. I mean, Is there anything better, folks, than the Chicago Bears? And then you wonder why. Matt LaFleur has hardly lost to the (laughs) NFC North.
0: The grass is not always greener on the other side. And here we are like, what is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going to restructure his deal? Oh, I can't believe they let Corey Linsley go. And then... You got Andy Dalton signing with the Chicago Bears as the Bears reports are so desperate to do anything at the quarterback position that they got spurned on Deshaun Watson, spurned on Russell Wilson, spurned from even drafting Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, spurned on freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they get the red rifle. Andy Dalton. Who? Okay, I'll give him credit though. He did have one year with the Dallas Cowboys under the Mike McCarthy School of Quarterbacking. So
1: there is that going for him, Rowdy. Well that hey, I don't <laughs> I don't want to take it shot at your boy Big Mike. Ooh, but, but you're going uh, to do anyways. I am. <laughs> he did one year of the Mike, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy School, School of, of quarterbacking, quarterbacking, and the Bears signed him, and in my opinion, he was a better he's a better quarterback because than. of it. No, no, no. He's a better quarterback. <laughs> Than Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, especially at this point in his career, but he did his one year at the Mike McCarthy school of quarterbacking, and then he signs with the Chicago Bears. And you just pointed out their odds just got worse. So did he get <laughs> did he get did he get worse <laughs> under Mike McCarthy in his school of quarterbacking um, or what? But you pointed out that you don't agree with that though, Rowdy,
0: with the Vegas odds dropping. I so you must believe a little bit in the Mike McCarthy school of quarterbacking.
1: Or or <laughs> oh, this the, is the so Mike funny. McCarthy School of Quarterbacking really is detrimental to all quarterbacks.
0: Except if his name's Aaron Rodgers. Because I have audio clips of Aaron Rodgers saying the Mike McCarthy School of Quarterbacking is invaluable to his success.
1: That so, could that could potentially be a deep fake. We're not sure about fake. this video. <laughs> it is that a little, was before deep fakes were a thing, l- Rody. It's a little grainy. <laughs> oh, too funny, man. That is just too funny.
0: There you go. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. As the Chicago Bears. Bears fans, please. I'm not I'm here to help. I'm here for you. I want to help help me help you. Call in at 608-321-1670. Bears fans, please, I beg of you. This is never in your life are you gonna have free therapy. Usually it costs probably I'm not I've never done therapy before. I I assume it costs like at minimum like a hundred some dollars to just sit down for an hour with someone just to listen to you i'm offering free this is free free therapy i'm here for you let's talk it out andy dalton's your quarterback now the red rifle
1: he's got like how many career interceptions does this dude have yeah but at least andy dalton you just said his nickname's the red rifle mitchell trubisky has never had a nickname about his arm being a gun
0: (laughs) andy dalton in his career rowdy of nine ten years excuse me has oh my god, hundred and twenty-six interceptions.
1: Yeah, i done. He's the. A, he's at least got the. That nickname. rifle needs to be
0: recalibrated for its aiming. That, hey. that rifle. That rifle sights are off, dude. If Mitch Trubisky had a nickname, it'd be
1: like the squawking duck. <laughs> is that like a fart? Oh yeah, I just stepped on a duck. Mitchell Trubisky's like a fart. There's a reason why he
0: tucked it and ran quite a bit. <laughs> dude, he's trying to run away from his own stench. Belly laughs, man. My my little my abs hurt. I feel like I just did a uh, well. They had like six minute abs. I just did a twenty minute abs. There laughing about Andy Dalton and the Chicago Bears. Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think it'll ever get old. The Chicago Bears are literally the funniest organization out there. When you have it, just reeks of desperation for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, who have to they have to produce, Rowdy. They have to win. They brought them back when everyone else wanted them gone, right? They brought them back to and it's not like they missed the playoffs and stuff like they were close, but the uh, some of the moves are so egregious that you wonder how they kept their job. Like when you look at Ryan Pace trading up in the draft to get Mitchell Trubisky, what, did he make a move to the Niners? And John Lynch and the Niners were laughing. They were laughing. They are like, we were never going to take a quarterback. I don't even know what yeah, the hell they, they were doing. Yeah, they
1: had just acquired Jimmy G.
0: Yeah, like, I don't, like, we we'll gladly like, fleece them.
1: All, all eyes on them. They knew they were going defense. So, <laughs> it, just hilarious. That alone. Hey, but, I mean, we really can't laugh too much. Obviously, it's, it's a greater scale when you're talking about moving up when you're in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gutekunst and the Packers traded up to get Jordan Love because there was like one rumor that the Colts, who were ahead of him, might take a quarterback, and Jordan Love might be that quarterback. And then there were rumors saying that that wasn't even true, so the Packers went up and gave away a fourth round pick. Now it's not the same because they weren't going up as much, but if if I'm the Chicago Bears brass
0: and going on the same vein of what they've done since nineteen like eighty, you know, after the eighty five season. I, Please God sign Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to lifetime contracts, please. It, it it would be it would be incredible, Rowdy. I'm gonna go back. Let's just go back and look here a little bit before I. All right, in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers. I'm just looking. I'm just gonna look at like you know, uh, quarterback records. Aaron Rodgers 100 in his career, 126 wins, 63 losses. One time, he's thrown. 412 touchdowns and 89 interceptions. That's Rodgers' career. All right, there we go. Let's go to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is 500 51 wins, 51 losses and two ties. He's thrown 190 touchdowns and 84 interceptions.
1: It's just wild. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers at 89. Yeah, his touchdown interception ratio is over 4.
0: 412 toddies to 89 interceptions for Rodgers. Kirk Cousins, 190 touchdowns and 84 interceptions. All right, now Jared Goff. So roughly his TD to INT is (laughs) 2. And he's a 500 quarterback, 51-51-2 overall in his career. Now we look at Jared Goff. Obviously, you know, a little less of uh, not as long as a career so far. Jared Goff, who, for some reason, his nickname is Mr. Perfect. Okay, that's interesting. He is his overall record in his career, 42-27. and He's thrown 107 touchdowns and 55 interceptions in his career.
1: Obviously a shorter career, right? Yeah, and he's also been with better teams. He was with the L.A. Rams with Sean McVay. He wasn't with the Washington Redskins, the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, and now we look at Andy Dalton, Andrew Gregory Dalton, a.k.a. the Red Rifle.
0: Longer career, obviously, in the NFL. His record is seventy four, sixty six, and two overall. That's actually pretty decent. That's pretty decent Especially for the Red
1: Rifle, knowing that he was in Cincinnati with Marvin Lewis, who was like the king of eight and eight. Mm-hmm. And post Marvin Lewis, which was even worse.
0: Yeah, and then here's his touchdowns and interceptions: two hundred and eighteen touchdowns. <laughs> And 126 interceptions for Andy Dalton. My sweet God. Rowdy, 126 interceptions for the Red Rifle. Andrew Gregory Dalton. 10 year career. Wow. Let's see. The most interceptions he's ever thrown 20 in a season that was 2013. Obviously, with the Bungles, but still won 11 and 5 that year. Interesting. So there is the NFC North roundup of quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers freaking reigns supreme while a bunch of jokers run around trying not to turn over the ball.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just quarterback, which that's is just quarterback. the most important position on the football field, and that's been proven time and much, time again. Yeah, But then when you go one step further, you have the Packers GM front office and and ownership, which is no one true owner. Mm-hmm. And then you look at all the other teams' front offices and ownership. We just laughed at the Bears and how they don't know what they're doing. I'm still hurt. I think you can easily say the exact same thing on even a worse scale for the Detroit Lions. (laughs) And then there's the Vikings. The, The Vikings are the only one besides the Packers that you could say have respectable owner and front office. Yep. It's, it's it's and then you wonder hilarious. then you wonder why Matt Lafleur, who's got the best ownership in front office and the best quarterback, hardly loses to the NFC North. Hmm. You wonder why, yeah, huh? Yeah, it's it's an, it's 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 awesome. the
0: pa- The grass is not greener on the other side in the NFC North. That's why there's green in the green and gold. How about this? I just real quick before we get to our guy Mike Jocks from NBC 15, Jocko joining us. I'm looking here, you know, Pro Football Reference. I was reading off the the wins and losses. I was reading off the the touchdowns, the interceptions. Yeah, Rowdy.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, when you when you can have an ownership, front office, head coach, and quarterback that are all proficient, or better than proficient, good at what success, they do, yeah. and they know what they're doing. It's easy to have success from the top down Obviously those uh, Especially the Bears and Lions They really struggle with those
0: Big time Alright let me read this to you real quick
1: Aaron Rodgers I'm just reading on Pro Football Reference uh, the
0: upper right corner They have their accolades Aaron Rodgers Nine time Pro Bowler Three time All Pro Super Bowl Champion Three time MVP The Hall of Fame All 2010 team And the 2011 Burt Bell Award winner That's Rodgers accolades okay We'll click on Kirk Cousins now, two-time Pro Bowler, okay? We'll click on Jared Goff now, two-time Pro Bowler, okay? Now we click on Andy Dalton, three-time Pro Bowler. That's it. Aaron Rodgers, nine-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ, three-time MVP, All-2010 team, and
1: the 2011 Burt Bell Award winner. Yeah, and I'd love to see what those numbers would really be if you take away alternates. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Because I I think it'd be hard-pressed to find any one of those three guys to have more than one if you're not counting alternates. That's
0: a very good point. The Packers continue to reign supreme. Kings of the NFC North. Supreme leaders of the NFC North. Bowed on to greatness. (laughs) All right, Rowdy. So there is a matchup on Friday. (laughs) you The Wisconsin Badgers, the ninth seed, going against the eight seed at North Carolina Tower Heels, Roy Williams, not Roy Rogers, who uh, Charlie alluded to there. Roy Williams, twenty nine and zero in first round games all time. Wow. Here's Greg Gard on that.
2: Well, one, he's had really good teams, you know, whether he's been at Kansas or at North Carolina. So that's part of it. And obviously, he's a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, and obviously had tremendous success at both places. But you know, I think it's a combination. I think it's uh, it's Obviously always having good teams, but also him doing a good job of preparing them and putting in that position.
1: I love that first comment. Oof. Well, he's had a lot of good teams. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed he has. Uh
0: Rowdy, Roy Williams, 29 and 0 in first round games, and the Badgers who are playing at Mackey Arena, not good. Like what what was it? 4 and 42 or 4 and 41? I don't have the exact uh stat up in front of me, but it is troublesome. Those two they say trends are our friends, right? Well this one not much of a friend here. Okay, here's more from Greg Guard talking on going uh facing a North Carolina team that's that's deep on the bench.
2: They're they're deep, ten deep. Here's guard we've seen other teams that go deep. I would I would play at eleven or twelve before Jack Nungy got hurt. You know, so you know it helps you in a position of playing that second game, you know, if the winner advances, if the team with more depth advances with a one-day turnaround maybe it helps you in that regard it helps you in terms of foul situations so
0: there is good news for the badgers though their bench obviously smaller than north carolina's but the badgers do have ben carlson back playing here's more from guard
2: i think he's missed so much he's just getting back into contact practicing and that's even been limited in some regards he hasn't taken a full Dose. He did practice. He was full go today for the first time, really, of getting all the reps. So I just think he's been out of the rhythm of it for so long that I don't know if that's a good position to put him in.
0: So he might play in a pinch if needed on Friday, but that's a good thing for the Badgers rowdy because they need the depth on the bench, and that's something I think has been hurting the. Well, that's something. It is something that's been hurting the Badgers all
1: especially year, especially at a forward position where you where they trot out there, Micah Potter and Nate Reavers which we know Micah Potter has struggled on defense this year. Nate Reavers has just struggled everywhere this year. Yeah, And then the only other big man on the roster outside of Carlson who's been hurt is Steven Crowell, who is a true freshman and hasn't played many minutes. He's a guy that obviously needs to put on some weight. He's got to grow into his body. And the other one is uh, Joe Hedstrom yeah. who hasn't really played a whole lot his whole career. And I believe was that last year. Last year, two years ago, he tore his ACL, was yeah. coming off of a knee injury. Yep. So he hasn't really had many minutes either. And, and essentially, outside of Carlson, who was getting some minutes uh, early in the year when they were playing non-conference schedule, it's basically just been Reavers or Potter. We have a
0: question from B-Rail, our guy in Eau Claire on Twitch. He says, would you try to attempt to combat the size of North Carolina, who's got a lot of, a lot of dudes over at 6'10"? by playing both Reavers and Potter at the same time. I don't think Greg Gard has really done that in like since Potter first got here and was cleared to play from the NCAA. There's something about the two bigs out there that they don't like having. They like having one come off the bench, like you know what Potter's been doing. Uh, Gard, though, does talk about UNC and how them playing in the Big Ten, facing a bunch of bigger guys, obviously – how it compares offensively like UNC?
2: I don't know if it's if it's a whole lot different. Obviously their numbers jump out in terms of offensive rebounding. They get forty one percent of their misses, so ten percent of their points comes off putbacks. So we see teams that are like that. You know, Iowa gets on the glass pretty well. Michigan State has done that in the past and gotten on the glass pretty well.
0: So Rowdy, that's the one thing about the Wisconsin or I'm sorry, the North Carolina Tar Heels. They <laughs> miss a lot of shots, but they're the number one team in the country in offensive rebounds. They get forty one percent of them.
1: Yeah, and some of the teams that Greg Gard named there that were teams from the Big Ten that did that pretty well were teams that Wisconsin struggled against during the regular season. Yeah.
0: Um here is more from Gardo about the similarities between, you know, teams they've seen in the Big Ten and There's
2: starters. some similar tendencies and traits to teams we see in our league as well. Um, in terms of transition, making sure we're getting guys back, making sure we're getting our defense set and, and obviously the ability to, to minimize second chance opportunities.
0: Seems easy enough, right? But that's 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 the thing with the Badgers been. It's like it seems like an easy fix. Well, just shoot the ball a little better and grab some boards. Well, it's easier pe- said than done. Yeah,
1: it's because it's easy to identify the Badgers' weaknesses because it's make shots, yeah. rebound the basketball. It's just hard to fix them.
0: Yeah, it really is. Here's more from Gardo about...
1: you know, thinking about
0: the season that was, say, hey, we're not We're not even going to think about that. It's not about what you've done. It's about what you're going to do for 40 minutes.
2: You know, the one thing about the tournament, it really doesn't matter what you've done prior because it's only one game, so it's not a series. And that's the, the thing that makes this, why that sign, that's the banner that's behind me, March Madness, because it's just the 40 minutes. So regardless of whether you come in on a roll, you come in with rhythm, high stakes, whatever that you've gone through before, it, it's still about the next 40 minutes, and that's really the, all that matters.
0: Well, he's not wrong. You, you know, I mean, obviously, got to catch a little amnesia and forget about your woes. You know, you want to mentally get in your own head and start thinking about it. But I mean, it's something to lean on too. Just the rough and tough Big Ten, and then you advance it to the tournament where the Badgers are. I know they come up on the wrong side of the, you know, the win column here in the L column loss. But hey, the Big Ten has gotten them ready for this tournament. Let's hope they can close a game out. So, speaking of that, guard talks about whether there's a benefit being a you know win or an advance or lose and go home
2: you don't play well for a stretch and it's over you play well and there's upsets obviously we've seen that through the years so this group even had high stakes games a year ago so on our run to the big 10 championship so it was continue to win and stay in the race so i think the experience helps you to a degree but then it still boils down to how you play in the upcoming 40 minutes
0: yeah i mean that's Listen, they're not going to go back and be like, oh, well, the Badgers did this in this game and this in that game, so we're going to adjust their uh, stats. That's not going to happen. It's all about what you do on the court, obviously, starting Friday at 630. So the more we think about this, Rowdy, the more we uh, you know discuss this and, and kind of dive in, when I first saw the matchup, the draw, for the Wisconsin Badgers, I liked it. I'm like, okay, North Carolina, once you get past the, the, the name, because they are a name, they're a head turner of a name, once you get past the name, you're like, well, they've actually had a very similar year to Wisconsin. And they're in the ACC, which is not the best conference in the country. And I like—I still like the Badgers' chances, despite them losing you know, a lot of those games to tough teams in the Big Ten. I like the Badgers' chances against UNC.
1: Yeah, first thought it was... It'll be a close game. I don't mind the draw just because we were talking about teams like North Carolina, Michigan State, Duke, and how they've had down seasons this year and how many of them, I think their fan bases were questioning whether or not they were going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. And obviously... North Carolina makes the tournament as an eight seed, Wisconsin as a nine. And I thought, yeah, first glance, right off the the gut reaction, I like it. But then you start to dive into some of the some of the real statistics. The most alarming ones, the the rebounding, rebounding, which is the one that has been so glaring. So glaring for the Badgers have been rebounding and then just not being able to make shots during stretches uh during games. Mm-hmm. The rebounding one, I just keep it's coming back to me, and I'm—it's like its like, a, it's, it's like a, a bad dream, haunting, it's recurring ner- nightmare, it's nerve wracking. And then you hear about well, Roy Williams had never lost a first round game, and you, you just start going on from there. And then it's like well, all the all the funny statistics and analytics say that they they like the Badgers, but that's not that's not stuff that you can really see. Uh, speaking of not seeing, our guy Dave from Monona
0: tweets in. Morning, Dave, you blind bastard. I don't know what he's talking about here. Dave, go to madcitysportszone.com and go get our bracket challenge underway, brother. Win yourself a million dollars if you get the perfect bracket. Dave proclaims he's the all-knowing and the all-seeing wizard. Just don't look what uh, is behind the curtain. So, Dave, go to madcitysportszone.com. It's very easy. And click on the zone bracket challenge. Man, what a gamut there from Tommy wanting to take us back to the old days where... Nolan Ryan was licking blood and striking people out and then beating someone's ass later. Sandy Colfax going complete games. I I miss, like, I didn't get a taste of that, obviously, but I got more of the 90s. But I miss when pitchers would go the distance and stay Man, in there for a there whole game. There are stories game. of guys who had, like,
1: complete game shutouts, and they did it through 13 innings because,
2: like, the other pitcher pitched 12 and was doing just as yeah, good. Yeah, I can't remember if it was
1: <laughs> Nolan Ryan, but someone said it was, like, you don't officially learn to pitch until you hit, like, 100 pitches, and yeah. you're tired.
0: And who's hitting 100 pitches nowadays, you know what I'm saying? No Brewers pitcher.
1: Max Scherzer. Yeah, def- yeah definitely no Brewers pitcher. Uh, what did Clayton
0: Kershaw hit yesterday, Rowdy? He had four innings.
1: <laughs> well, he didn't hit 100 pitches because the Brewers got to him. Yeah, the Brewers he, he did spanked have a his game,
0: though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw, though, gave up. What eight hits, five earned runs, two dingers, and ERA a six, and then Trevor Bauer comes trotting in for five innings. And what happened there?
1: The Brewers abused him too. Yeah, it's really nice to see that. Uh, Hell yeah! They used two pitchers in a minor league game. Oh, it just so happens to be probably two of the top ten best pitchers. Yeah. And the Brewers hang seven runs. And on
0: this him. was a nine inning game yesterday too. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look Brewers Brewers get 11 hits, seven runs, as Rowdy said, and just throttle the L.A. Dodgers. And they're two balling pitchers. Balling.
1: Great now, to now see. Now, unfortunately for the Brewers, the Dodgers still have like three more of those type of guys. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they got to two of them. Yeah, they got to two hey, of them. Hey, how about, uh, speaking of the Brewers pitching, how about
0: Josh Lindblum, man? Uh, three and two-thirds of innings. He only gave up two hits and struck out four.
1: Now, in that game, I believe it was a start before... They interviewed Josh Lindblom when he when he gave up the four runs. One was a three run home run.
0: Yeah,
1: he was talking about how he felt good and he was just experimenting with like his change up and some other off speed pitches. But he feels good. Well, maybe uh, maybe he's really dialing in because he looked a lot better yesterday. I yeah, did.
0: Yeah, it's good to see. Also after Lindblom, then you had <laughs> Trotting out there.
1: Post game interview that game was just that
2: little guy. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that.
0: Crawford (laughs) came in for uh, a third of an inning. He's whatever. That was after Lindblom was done. Then Hader came in for an inning, uh, gave up one hit but struck out two. Uh, The Raptor, Brent Suter, struck out one in two innings, (sighs) gave up one hit. Uh, Topa, just a third of an inning. He was getting kind of rocked a little bit. Three hits, two runs, and then Fire Eisen came in and uh, shut it down. By the
1: way. JP Fireisen has looked really good this spring. Like well, his
0: ERA is 0.
1: Yeah, and he's striking oh, out a ton of well, batters.
0: I think that's pretty good if you're is ERA 0. How's our guy Zimmerman doing? I haven't heard Ooh, good. Not that we good. don't yeah. we don't we don't we don't. Yeah. I don't want to read you his I'm ERA. I'm guessing
1: it's going to be retirement after this. I don't want to read his ERA. Hey, I really wanted him to work you out. You wanted the dream of a Wisconsin kid that had a lot of uh, past success. That being Jordan Zimmerman, but he's 35. I mean, why not look at uh, JP Fireisen? He's from River Falls, but there I believe go. He's not quite a decade younger, but he hasn't had the uh, Jordan Zimmerman years. So maybe uh, as a relief pitcher, the Brewers will uh, get a nice little uh, there you go late inning reliever. No, he's looked really good. He struck out a lot of guys. So.
0: When you have a zero ERA, I'm going
1: to go ahead and say that's doing Good news yesterday and... with the sticks, too. <laughs> I mean, Colton Wong had two hits. That was nice to
0: see. He had two runs. Oh, yes, sir. Luis Irias, he had two hits. That was nice to see. We got our guy Keston Hira getting a hit. He was struggling you know. earlier. He's been collecting some hits now. Uh, the mayor of Ding Dong City, he got a hit. He is uh, now on the official 40-man roster, so nice to see for Travis Shaw. You had Omar Narvaez. He got a hit. Um, every, everyone was basically getting hit. Garrett Mitchell. Who has just been dominating? Only one of the only guys. Well, a couple of guys didn't get hits, but Garrett Mitchell, in two appearances, finally didn't get a hit. Brody, say that again, real quick. I have an update on the on the the Packers, by the way, in their cap situation. But throw me that
2: stat
1: again, what you just read. Okay. Yeah. So uh, looking at the Brewers in spring training, just going through some of their hitting and their statistics, it blows my mind that the guy that has the second most hits this season is Garrett Mitchell,
0: the number one draft pick from what last year, right? Yep,
1: the number one pick. Uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers out of UCLA has the second most hits in spring training so far this year. Only behind Avisel Garcia, who's had six more at bats than him.
0: Look at that, man. Garrett Mitchell. I mean, you had a Twitter polls, like how long do you think he's going to be the minors for? What was it? One year had one.
1: Yeah. One year, one. The options were six or three months, one year or two years. Well, it just makes sense. They're not trading Garrett Mitchell. Garrett Mitchell's like the Keston here from a couple of years ago. That's an untradeable chip. Yeah. Garrett Mitchell right now is in his first big league camp. He's eight for 16 hitting the baseball. He's showing you that he's got a little bit of pop. He's fast as all hell. He plays good defense. He's a five to a player. And what do we know about the Brewers in their current outfield situation? Yeah, it's stacked. It's loaded. But it's got a lot of guys that aren't going to be there for maybe the foreseeable future. Ivisel Garcia, this is the last year he's under contract. Yep. You have uh, Kane, who's got one more season at an extremely expensive rate. Yep and Jackie Bradley Jr., who may or may not be with the team because it's an option.
0: Yeah, it's a a two-year deal, but he can opt out after the year. He'll be like, I'm done.
1: Yeah, so basically after this season, you might not have Garcia because he'll be a a free agent. Mm -hmm. You might not have Bradley, and you'd have one year of Lorenzo Cain at age 35. Garrett Mitchell's going to be in that mix, especially if he keeps performing how he is. I mean, He's he's crushing, dude. He's He's crushing. Potentially the... uh, Outfielder of the future, and I think uh, next season he might be up there.
0: Hell yeah.